This is Morgan Michael, welcoming you to Kindsight 101, the podcast where you'll hear from world-renowned educational leaders about the mobilizing power of kindness, together by challenging our assumptions and venturing beyond the status quo in education, we can make a big impact, one small act at a time. Hey, and one more thing, if you're feeling stuck, frustrated, or feeling a little burnt out, or like you just can't quite reach your expansive goals, I want you to check out my new book, From Burnt Out to Fired Up, Reigniting Your Passion for Teaching, available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and just about anywhere you get your books. It's actionable, it's research-based, and it will transform your life and practice. Through my five hours framework, you'll learn to reflect, reframe, refocus your goals, reconnect with those around you, and reveal the truest expression of who you are as an educator and as an individual. Just search Morgan Michael from Burnt Out to Fired Up. That's Morgan Michael, M-O-R-G-A-N-E, from Burnt Out to Fired Up to reserve your very own copy today. You can do the book at your own pace or snag a bunch of copies for a staff room book club. The practices are meant to be shared. And if you're looking for inspiring lessons or daily inspirations for yourself, search Small Act Big Impact in Google for my website and for my Instagram pages. Hey, I just want to welcome you to another episode of TGIMs. Thank goodness it's Monday, motivating minutes. So today I want to talk about Zoom or video conferencing versus audio calls. And there's some research lately that has sort of suggested that counter to perhaps popular opinion or information, that actually audio calls are less stressful and less exhausting. Now, many of you have been working on Zoom probably for the last two years or so in some capacity, whether it's doing meetings or talking to your friends or hosting parties via Zoom because obviously during this pandemic, it has been very, very challenging to connect in real life. That said, there's something super exhausting about the nature of video conferencing. There are all sorts of things that make it extra difficult and sometimes it can be hard to put our finger on it. So I just want to talk to you briefly about what it is that makes us sort of feel so exhausted after Zoom. First of all, they say that obviously if you were to choose texting versus either video conferencing and phone conversations that video conferencing and phone conversations make for a more personalized touch. So if you're doing anything with like your friends or with colleagues where you really need to have an in-depth conversation or it's a team building type experience, definitely go for the more in-person synchronous, which means like just that you are both together in the same space at the same time virtually. Whereas asynchronous learning or communication really looks like one person can interact and then the other person will interact and it could be real time or it could be delayed. It could be like several hours later they'll respond, kind of like email or text. And so there's something a little bit more that kind of elevates the connection if it's in person or audio. So that's a benefit to that. Now, when we think about the video conferencing, there's a lot of psychological stuff that goes on that 
does not sort of reflect real life. Number one, generally we see ourselves on video and there's something really strange that happens. Whether or not you admit it or you're even aware of it or not, we actually look at ourselves and we can be quite critical of the way that we show up and actually become fragmented in terms of our our ability to focus. So right there, there's two cons to the video conferencing. Number one, we are immediately distracted because we start thinking, and many of us do this internally without even being aware, we start thinking, oh my gosh, is that actually how I react? Is that my expression? Wow, my hair is like really big today. Hmm, I don't really like the choice of my outfit today. Wow, I am clearly showing my annoyance toward my colleague today because I can see it in the way that my face is reacting. So we're having this sort of internal dialogue the whole time as we reflect on our own appearance within the context of the conversation. Well, that prevents us from actually being present within that conversation. The other piece that is tricky is that we're constantly having to look at other people and sort of try and interpret what their emotions are and their reactions based on their tiny little thumbnail of a photo. And so, I mean, you can do the speaker the speaker format where like it pops up when they speak and it can be a little bit easier, but honestly, it's like we're all having these these internal conversations with ourselves while layering on top of that whatever important information we're trying to get through in a meeting. Plus we're managing the screen share and all of these other pieces that just make it so much more complex to be present. And when it comes to quality communication, presence is so important. And so I guess my solution to this, and it's tricky because it's like we can't, you know, there are certain times when you just simply cannot do a phone conversation. However, there's something really incredible about pure audio that can be very, very powerful because you're taking out the extraneous stimulus of, you know, people's faces, people's expressions. You're really relying exclusively on what they're saying, their message, maybe their tone, but you don't have to take into account their body language on top of it. And then their body language, which isn't even in real life. It's their body language, which is filtered through this sort of, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's not a real life filter. It's, it's technology based and it's all of these other pieces that we're juggling that we're frankly not that good at juggling. We are not good multitaskers. And so it can be very, very challenging to show up in a very present way. So my argument is we really need to be focusing more on audio conversations. And I want to give you a few ideas for that, whether it's professional or it's personal. So number one, you can do and actually plan a walk and talk with people. So this is a two birds, one stone kind of scenario. So this is the first strategy that I would use. So maybe, and I've had this in many of my coaching sessions or my my interactions with in professional development, When I ask for people to give me their intentions around what they hope to gain from a particular session, quite often it's based around balance and wanting to get back on track or wanting to reconnect to their friends and their family in a meaningful way, especially within the context of the pandemic. And so one of the things that I suggest to people is to actually schedule 
a walk and talk with a friend or a family member in a regular way. And a lot of the people who feel successful in their social dynamics and connections are able to maintain this regularly. So for example, I might call up my friend and say, hey, every Thursday afternoon at 4 p.m. after school, let's both simultaneously go for a walk. We're going to be in different geographical locations. And essentially, while your friend is walking and you're walking, the two of you are actually able to have a deep conversation while knocking out that whole physical activity piece, which is really, really grounding. And there's something that happens when you're moving your body and you're processing things that can be very, very therapeutic. So that would be one strategy is the walk and talk with a family member and extra points, honestly, if you can do that in a regular way, because that's very, very powerful and very healing. And what ends up happening is that you can touch on some of the recurring issues or circumstances that come up for you and that your friend has the contacts down pat and that they are able to hold space for you. Obviously, you want to choose a friend who would be on board with that and who is kind of on the same page as you. There are certain people who are dear friends, but they are not really your accountability buddies. So choose wisely, but do that regularly and see what happens. Another thing that I would suggest, especially if you're an educator, is offer the opportunity for a walk and talk type meeting for the parent-teacher interviews or even a phone call interview. Oftentimes we're doing Zoom and it can be very complicated and If we have parents who are from different socioeconomic backgrounds, there's an extra layer of tech know-how that can be very challenging or even just this feeling of not really feeling comfortable with inviting people into their home. And so just out of respect even, that offering the phone as an option is really powerful. And then they actually can have the courage and the audacity to ask difficult questions without worrying about your your facial response. So just another thing is actually doing the parent teachers via audio. And then of course, I think when we're talking to just our friends and family, you don't always have to do a Zoom or a FaceTime. I think we're really we are kind of over screened right now and so the opportunity for us to sort of take a screen break and just be present in the space of our home without our eyes being constantly stimulated there's something really powerful about that too and so I guess I'm kind of an audio fan and maybe that's why I love podcasts so much but I love absorbing podcasts I love making podcasts and I think there's something very clarifying about dialing right into audio. And so that's what I invite you to do today is what can you do to sort of pull audio into your life a little bit more and to actually maybe weed out the Zoom or the video conferencing a little bit just to see if that gives your brain a break, especially during this pandemic when we are completely inundated with screens and Zoom and the need to perform and be on. Because I think that's the problem with video conferencing is you feel like you need to be on, you feel like you need to be performing at your best, and you also need to look presentable. And the thing about audio is you can show up in your PJs and nobody knows. I want to thank you for the wonderful reviews that you've left for this podcast on iTunes. Your reviews make a big difference in helping other educators find this show. If you think that I'm doing good work here and you'd like others to get inspired and join our 21-day kindness challenge and movement, I'd love it if you would take a minute 
head over to iTunes and leave a review. Thank you so much. This has been another episode of Kind Sight 101, the podcast. For links to resources mentioned in this episode, visit smallactbigimpact.com and click on our podcast and choose this episode number. Now, I would love to hear from you. What's the biggest insight that you gain from this conversation? Head over to our website, smallactbigimpact.com, leave a comment on our podcast page, or tag and connect with us on social media with the hashtag smallactbigimpact to share your inspiring story of kindness. Can't wait to hear from you.